it's really a poor reflection on comic book industry when free is too much <laughs> to pay. Because you're paying in time. <laughs> you should leave that in the show. I think that's an excellent observation. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back. To the bins. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. I don't know why it got stuck in my head, but it was the Chris Rock as the zebra when he's when he's got the crackalackin. Yeah. Well, when when he's doing polka dot circus, polka dot circus, polka dot, polka dot, you know, when he's the zebra's dressed in the big multicolored Afro wig. I have no idea what the hell you are. Madagascar. Madagascar. The movie Madagascar? Yeah. I don't watch that crap. Oh, my God. I'm surprised not, you didn't go. I'm surprised you didn't see it when Dis- when Scotty and Logan were younger, because I took my kids to see it. They may have seen it without me, but I haven't seen it. I, I Whatever that studio is, I can't think of their name at the moment. I do not like their movies. Okay. But that's just me. I think it's hit and miss just like everything else. Actually, uh, for the longest time, Pixar hadn't made anything that I didn't like, and then they started making sequels to Cars. <laughs> Pokemon Afro Circus. I was the same way. I, I, you know, when they when they first came along, I mean, I watched every single movie they put out, and somewhere along the line, they've lost me. There's there's several. Pixar, are you talking about? Uh, Yeah, and mostly because they started to do sequels, like you say. You know, some of the, some of the sequels were great. You know, Toy Story two, I think, is actually better than the original. But then there's other ones. I'm like, why did they make this? Although I, I. I liked Toy Story 3. I think that gets overrated. Oh, I, I thought that right from the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I don't really... I mean, I rewatched it not long ago, and I liked it a little better the second time. But yeah, overall, I'm like... That, that's when I definitely felt like, okay, why did you make this movie? You know? Mm-hmm. You and I haven't seen about before yet. Cash Grab, and I really think that's, that's what that... Yeah, I... I, I caught a little bit of the fourth one at work, and I, I, I don't think I'm going to like that there, but I don't know. I'll watch it eventually, but just what little of it I caught, I was – I don't know. The people, the slathering masses, the rubes are so trained. I got to go see every Marvel movie or I might miss 10 minutes of something. It means something. That's me. That's me. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, that's totally me. Ah, sheep. Sheeple. You're all sheeple. I love you, but you're sheeple. And you're well, delicious. you know what? When they when I go to see one and I say, "Boy, that was a waste of my money. I didn't enjoy it," then I'll go along with what you're saying. But until then, I'm yeah. gonna keep going to see well, him. I paid no money to see Captain Marvel. 
so far that hasn't happened to me. I mean, I've definitely liked you know some better than others, but so far I have not walked out of one. Sounds like, like there's Amber Alert. Disappointed or pissed off, you know what I mean? Like I say, there's there's some I definitely you know was like. Well, the last time oh, that was... happened was Star Trek Into Darkness, <laughs> and I didn't go see number three, and now I guess they're working on number four. Number three was. Oh, that good. reminds me. Yeah, you guys, you guys would get a kick out of this. So I haven't watched it yet, but do you remember what was playing? What do you call that big screen in Times Square, Paul? Is that the Trinitron? Is that what it's called? Uh, no, it's not Trinitron. I Jumbotron. 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 So do you remember what was playing on the Jumbotron when we were all in Times Square together? Uh, no, I have no idea. That was that. I, I don't remember the full title of it, but it was that Tarzan movie that that was coming out that year. Oh, with Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Okay. So I picked it up at Walmart recently in the in the cheapy bin for it was it was less than four bucks. It was like three seventy four or some shit. I have not watched it yet, but I finally grabbed it, and I grabbed it mostly because I really liked that trailer when we saw it in Times Square. So <laughs> I will report back later. I was too busy trying to, you know, not fall by the wayside in the forced <laughs> New York death march. I have a stroke, right? <laughs> we were worried about you. We really were. We were genuinely concerned that you might <laughs> have, have a big coronary right in the middle of that. <laughs> I wasn't that worried. <laughs> That's because you were so far ahead, you couldn't see what was happening behind you. Well, I was thinking as long as I get home. I was like... I was like uh, Mac from uh, from Predator. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. <laughs> I, st- I just always uh, liken you to Otis from Walking Dead. Starts dripping all my clothes off. I'm gonna have me some fun. Oh, I'm told Sally. All I need. I'm gonna have me some fun. I gotta keep up with Paul. <laughs> yeah, the zombies would have ate me that day. That's for sure. But my good buddy Scott stayed back and helped me, helped. Help the uh, the weak one in the pack. <laughs> I want the I wolves just, to get you. What is yeah? What is what is like the you know the the conflicting theories where like one leader is like you know we all get through this or, or none of us get through kind of thing, and you know the other attitude is only the strong survive. That's that's you know <laughs> it's natural selection. Let nature take its course. <laughs> Do you guys watch any of the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths episodes this week? I've set the DVR for them, but I haven't watched any of them. Ooh, I was right in one of my predictions, but I don't know if I made the prediction to you. So you won't really that know it wouldn't if I suck. Right or if I'm lying. Well, no, it didn't suck. No. But well, I, I thought maybe that was I your can't. prediction. No, 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 no. I've quite enjoyed them. I, I don't know if I made this prediction now because I think his Murd hadn't seen as much. So, because that's the last time I really remember discussing it was when we did the show with the uh, the guys from uh, CGS. Yes, Comic Geek Speak. I was surprised Murd had not seen more of them, or I, I think he was waiting until it got closer. But when I told him, I said, "No, they've been slowly building," and I was right with what I thought was going to happen to a certain character, which I won't say until you've seen it. I, I don't know when I'm going to see it, though, so you may be holding off for a while. That's okay. I can wait. I can hold my breath a very long time! <laughs> uh, so I, I put up... Uh, I just sold that recently. Oh, did you? How much you get for that? 
Um, you know, I'd have to look it up, but I want to say at least 25 bucks, which uh, I, I was happy with because it was I thought I had a first print of that and it was not. It was like some it was like a book club edition or some shit like that. So I was I was happy with it just, you know, getting me anything. But I, I want to say it was like 25 bucks. And I also yep. sold uh, I had a videotape of uh, of the second movie of Creepshow 2. Do you ever sell something really quickly after you put it up and you think you put a fair price on it and it sold so quickly that you start thinking, no, I should have charged more for that? It's, yes. I'll tell you exactly what, too. I had um, a bunch of Marvel shirts from <laughs> from the 80s, from like the late 80s. or It was the, during the time I was in the service. And I, I listed them up recently. And as I was listing them, I got to I had a Doom 2099 shirt. It was all black and the and the front of it was the cover to the first issue. If you remember, it was a beautiful Pat Broderick uh, rendering of Doom. He's like standing on a mountaintop, like screaming at the sky or something. There's like lightning cracking behind it. It It's a beautiful cover. And it was that cover on a T-shirt. And I didn't really want to sell it. But I mean, at the time, you know, this is before I started my weight loss thing. And I thought. I'll never fit into this again, but I hate to get rid of it, you know, so I'm going to put it up crazy, ridiculous, expensive, and nobody will buy it. And boom, it sold in, I, I want to say within like 15 minutes, it was gone. And I got, I forget exactly, it was at least $50. I want to say it was like 65 bucks or something like that. I mean, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. But then as soon as it sold, I thought, well, shit, you know. Did, did I cheat myself? Could I have gotten, you know, 100, 200? I don't, I don't know, but... You know, you, you can't you can't let that you know. No, I'm, I'm not. But I I just put up this morning uh, a bunch of stuff and uh, I had the first the first Venom miniseries. Six, oh six yeah. Issues. I put it up for twenty bucks and it sold like in half an hour. Ooh yeah. Well, okay. I won't I won't say anything. <laughs> I was uh, I was in a comic shop the other day and the guys the proprietors were talking about that. I have that as well and. Uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet because I've been going in alphabet. What, what are you going to ask for it? Don't don't even worry about sparing my feelings. I, you know, I'm, I I don't I honestly don't know what I'm going to ask for it. But uh, they were talking about how that is apparently um, I don't know if they mean the whole series or just the first issue, but apparently that is like the friggin' book right now. So interesting because I, yeah. I you know I before I before I uh, list them I always try to look to see if there's other ones on sale. Right, and I saw the six issue miniseries for fifteen bucks, and I put it up for twenty. So I thought, oh, you know, I, uh, fifteen seems too cheap to me. I'm not doing that. Right. So I did twenty, yeah, was, and it was sold that, right away. That fifteen dollar one though was that an auction or was that a buy no, it now? Buy it now. Really? I, I should turn around and buy that, and, and I just made five bucks, and I still love the series. Well, the other thing too, and I, I noticed this the other day. Well, actually. I'm thinking about, and let me know if you guys would be interested in doing this, but I was thinking about doing an episode um, talking about the the comic shops in my area because um, because I've been hunting so much stuff lately and everything and, and been getting a little bit irritated with eBay just because stuff's not showing up or, or either it's either not showing up or it's not showing up at a price I can deal with. Um, I've been to just about every local comic shop lately, you know, in the Orlando area. Um, some of which I've been to before and some of which I hadn't. But I, I'll tell you one thing I'm definitely noticing is 
how a lot of them, especially like the the really big, popular, famous ones, Coliseum of Comics, are really out of touch with the values. And mm-hmm. now I understand that they, you know, my LCS is way out of touch with the values. Yeah, I laugh at the shit that they're. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I even, you know, with I, 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 I tried to do it in like a non-prick kind of way, but I actually kind of joked to the guy that I think is the owner of the place um, about some of the books on on the wall. I, I something to I forget how I worded it, but it was something to the effect of, "Gee, I wish I, you know, I'd gotten a, you know a fourth as much out of my recent sale of that book that you know that you've got it marked for." Something like that, which I don't know, probably sounds really dickish, but I've noticed lately because I've been selling comics like a freaking madman that, you know, they're, they're just way overpriced, you know? Now, like I say, I understand it's a business for them and that, you know, they have shit that I don't have to worry about like overhead. I mean, I have expense, you know, anybody that sells anything, you've got expenses cause you've got to pay for, you know, packing, packing material, gas to run to the, you know, to the um, post office and, you know, tape and, you know, all that basic shit. They're dealing with payroll. You know, they got to pay people and stuff. So I understand all that markup shit that they're dealing with, but still, well, I, mean, well, I, I, think I that's just saw some prices that I thought were just completely unrealistic. Like, you know, like I could go on eBay and get the same book that you're asking. Well, I, you know, there, there's books in there, you know, that I've gotten recently for, you know, a song. Because you know me, I'm a cheap SOB when it comes to my my back issues. I've gotten comics recently that are at least as as good a shape as some of the stuff they've got up on their wall and I'm I'm paying like less than a tenth of what they're charging for the exact same book or vice versa selling you know books and and not getting anywhere near the crazy ass price. I wish I could think of a specific example cuz when I was at the shop most recently, I mean I I saw I had to see like 50 books that I'm like Yep, I just recently sold that, and nope, didn't get anywhere near that amount of money. I'm not paying that crazy hey, You guys will get a kick out of this. Do you remember that shop, that one little shop that we went to, and it was in like a like a strip mall? And uh, I can't remember if you guys bought it. Oh, that we went with Matt? The one yeah. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I bought one or two books for just a few dollars. And they had those those uh, those bins on the floor, and I, I got all excited because they had like a shit ton of like Arak and Arion and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went back there recently. I don't know that they had every single that issue is that was open? there. But they they had. Oh yeah, that place is still there. Yeah, that's a nice little shop. I, I like that one because their prices are actually fairly reasonable. Mm. But it's just it's a, it's a little place, you know. I forget the uh, Mike's Mike's Comics. I think that was the name of it. Like Otisburg, just a wee little place. But uh, I was back in there recently. I mean, that was months ago that we were there. Months wasn't it? Years or am I thinking a wrong place? Um, am I no, thinking about not, when we met there with Matt? I think Matt was with us. That was a long time ago, Scott. Longer than you um, think. It, it, that can't. It can't be that then. Okay. We'll it's when we, we, went, we went around. I'm trying. Oh, to it's when we just recently, a few months ago, with Shag and them. Um, one of those places we went to. Maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because we went out to eat afterwards. Yes, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. It was it was the place that was right down the street from the place that we went to eat. Oh, okay, like the next to last place. The one that I, had the, yeah, huge, I, the huge wall of pop uh, Funko Pops. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's the place. Yeah. 
And I was back in there recently, and like I say, I don't know that they had every single, you know, you know, every single issue I'd originally seen in there, but they had a ton of Arax and Arion. So I bought the whole friggin' stack of them, and uh, it's, uh, I, I, I think for each of the series, I got well over half of the run on each of them. So I'm gonna keep my eyes open from here on out and see if maybe I can knock those series out just for fun. You brought the room to a, to a silence. I guess, yeah, that was uh, that was. Everybody's Arak and Ariane impressed. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to you want to try and jump into this one and get rolling? Yeah. yeah. It's, Man, uh, my computer is fucking ridiculous today. There it goes. You're out of order. You're all out of order. This whole show's out of order. <clears throat> Do we not get any more mail at the? Uh, I know it's off topic. At Listen to the Prophets? No, the mail has just stopped. Just dried up and gone. Nobody other than... I mean, ever, since, ever since I threatened to, to perform experiments on people. Yeah, Dr. Mangala. <laughs> what? He was called Dr. Mangala. Cool. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very uncool. Paul was very upset. I was very angry. <laughs> yes, he was. I was, was going to perform experiments on that guy. <laughs> I was <just> scared. <laughs> very scared. But no, we—I I don't know. Dave seems, to, or sometimes he shows us something that might have come in on Twitter or one of the other social media type things. Yeah, I don't—I don't tweet, so I don't follow that at all. I don't tweet. I don't twat. Wait, what? Oh, so I don't know. Anyway, oh, oh, no, we should. Oh, just we should just get on with the show. I was going to ask you if you saw the Ghostbusters trailer. I did not. Yes. You did not, Paul. I did not. Mm. You could talk about it. It looks interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. At first, I, would, I was like, I was like, Paul Rudd. Why is Paul Rudd in this? I'm like, eh, okay, all right. Paul Rudd right. is pretty funny. Yeah, he's, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's gonna like dominate it or no. smother it. You know, it seems very. Although I find it hard to believe the the premise of the trailer that nobody knows who the fucking Ghostbusters are. What is it like the Star Wars universe? You know, oh, the Jedi are told in myths and and legends. Maybe Harrison Ford will come in like, it's true. Because oh, <laughs> I'm a ghost. My son killed me with a lightsaber. <laughs> Threw me into a pit. Where's my scarf? I like this thing. Oh, the other thing, Paul, and then we can start the show. So, Dueling Eastwoods? or I, I thought we would just do Dueling Arnold's, but using only Clint Eastwood quotes. Or, or doing Dueling... Do, do, do Clint Eastwood doing Arnold quotes. Yeah, that too. I was actually pra- practicing a few. Yeah, I was well, trying. I, I, I'm not. I haven't gotten myself mentally set to do that today. <laughs> oh no, 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 not no. It was just like I was like, how would we do that? Uh, Scott probably knows not what we speak of. I have no idea what you're on about. Again, well, we've already done dueling Arnold's, so we would have right, to do but, a variation on that. But somebody put a. I guess they did a deep fake with Clint Eastwood doing Arnold. Oh, yes. Okay, I, I did see that. And they said paging, you know, Paul and uh, Bill. And then that's when I said, oh, it could be time for dueling Eastwoods. I think that was more calm back. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll shut up now so we can start the show. Okay, you shut up and I'm going to start the show. Hello, gotcha. everybody. I will shut up. Oh, I hate start you so show. much. <laughs> Sucker. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the minute. Does he shut up now? 
I'm Paul Spataro. <laughs> and those two annoying guys are Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott Gardner. Oh, I'm not annoying. Oh, you are so annoying. Did you just say Dr. Scott Gardner? No, I just said it so fast that the words blended together. <laughs> I could be a doctor. I could. Doctor. <laughs> He's just going doctor, 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 doctor. So today, oh, oh, oh. keep interrupting. I, well, I was going to say, speaking of Batman, there's a good. Uh, I can't wait till you guys watch the the Crisis stuff. The good, there's a good Batman thing in there. Uh, you're right. gonna have a long wait there, pal. I think you would watch just that episode only for that scene. If I tell you who who plays Batman in it, Christian Bale. Nope. Oh, I know. It's. Uh, oh, I know. It is Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. I. Uh... I think our, fr- our buddy Mike is trolling people, though. Trolling, trolling. He trolling. keeps putting up, oh, I think it's better than Endgame. So I think he's trying to get reactions <laughs> out of people. Good Lord. So, I'd rather I'd rather just steer yeah. clear of the whole discussion on that. Plus, I haven't even yes. seen it yet, so I can't. It was good. It, you know, in its own DC way, it was good. It its was, own DC way. It, That's just... It, <laughs> I would say it... It equals Marvel in its own way. And the dog objects with a growl and a bark. But to me, that's damning it with faint praise in its own DC way, just considering what they've put out uh, in the last few years. Although their TV series have generally been superior. No, I can't even say that. I was going to say, I was going to say their TV series have been better than the Marvel ones. But... I think the Daredevil series was incredibly good, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. I so that I can't was, I can't good. go with I can't even say that. Uh, I guess their network or their over the air for free TV series have been better than the Marvel ones. Although people love Agents of Shield, so I don't know. Yay! I love Agents of Shield. That's right. I'm proud. The few, the proud, the bill. So today we are ready to look at having put. Episode 400 behind us. We're ready to look at issue number two of JLA Strange Adventures. Uh, I think you have the wrong letter of the alphabet. JLS Strange Adventures. (laughs) JSA, excuse me. I can't get the letters out. Justice League of Suckers. (laughs) Justice League of Society. Strange adventures, look what we've done. No, that doesn't work at all. Who's got uh, Who's got our synopsis? That's who's Bill. on first. That's who? Me? Yeah. Oh, really? Is there a written one somewhere? Oh, come on. I was not. I was not told I would be synopsizing, but I can if you would. This like was to. your. Uh, we, we, yeah. we, we, we don't. We don't want to let Bill synopsize unexpectedly. So, uh, really quick... Uh... Uh, oh, you know what? I can give you a quick one. Okay. And I can give you a synopsis, too. But a bum. Give us a quick synopsis, and let's see if you, let's see how you do. Uh, well, I was going to read the one off of, off of the DC fandom, but it's pretty weak. It's like one, one paragraph. Go, right, go for it. I was telling you that I just got... I'm going to go watch it real quick. I'll be back in a little Give while. us the one paragraph one, because we're going to go through it page by page anyway. Oops, and I lost it. Uh, oh, my God. This is on Comixology. Lord Di- Dynamo and his robot zombie henchmen continue to wreak havoc until he offers to save the human race, 
cure all diseases and end world hunger. But the price he demands may cost two JSA members everything. That's it. That's all they got. All right. That's fine. Oh, it's a very, uh, okay. It's a very, yeah, I mean, it's very, very, yeah. It's like a solicits, uh, yeah. So, well, you would be correct because that was comicsology. <laughs> it's what you expect to see wow. in previews. Yeah, that right, was, yeah, that was. But I was not able to find a synopsis for this book anywhere because I did look around previously, and I, I remembered that I could not find one. So I, I was thinking about how I would synopsize it, but I figured we'd just go through it anyway. I mean, because basically, uh, so Johnny Thunder is uh, talking to the press guy uh, about writing stories again, and he tells him, "You suck, kid. You need to not use so many adjectives." And um, then the lightning zombie guys attack again. Uh, the JSA fights them. They don't. They do okay. Um, they figure out that these are like dead soldiers being reanimated. Um, the Johnny Thunder tells his, his origin story. Is well, I'll wait till we get in the book proper. I uh, tells his origin story to the writer guy. Uh, they try to get mugged. He calls the genie. They try to get mugged. Well, <laughs> they don't. Some some guys try to mug them. Mug the genie. <laughs> uh, then we suddenly cut to uh, the blimp coming to, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, we'll I'll cure all the diseases and all the bad things in the world and give you all this knowledge if you just give me the power sources of the Green Lantern and Starman." Yeah, that's a you good have, idea. And you have three days for your decision. And that's pretty much the book in a nutshell. Was that kind of was that a good synopsis? That was Scott? pretty good. It's better than the previews one. Yeah. So the cover, I'm trying to think of what this cover is reminding me of. It definitely is making me think of some other cover, and I can't think of what it is. But it's uh, got Johnny Thunder and the Thunderbolt with their back to the reader, uh, facing a bunch of the flying Nazis coming towards them you know, kind of ready for a fight. Although in the picture, it looks like the flying Nazis are going to just kind of fly over them and go <laughs> and go by. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of in the uh, the animated section of the movie Pink Floyd, The Wall, when all the planes are flying over and they turn right, into yeah. crosses. That's yeah. not bad. I didn't think of that. That's not what it reminded me of, but that's not a bad pull. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I own that movie. I like that movie. Now I'm going to be singing. Did, did, did you hear the polygon? Anyway, yeah, so, I, you know, I would say something like, uh, oh, you know, this cover is, is uh, you know, stands out because, you know, we've got the two main characters with their or backs to the reader, and that's something you don't see soon. And then Kirk Greenfield would have to show me how wrong I am. And Kirk would be right. But well, I mean that that's not typical to have your stars at the back to you. But it while it's not typical, it's not unheard of either. I mean, I think I've seen that in a lot of different issues. Yeah, right. And I and I think this is well done. This is almost, almost and we're not getting to our ratings yet. But it, it is a poster type image. I could see it being a poster. I wouldn't don't think I'd hang it on my wall, but I could see it being a poster. Maybe it's not as good as the first issue. The first issue has a has a better feel yeah. as a like a pulp novel feel, more so than this one does. But this, like I said, this is definitely reminding me of something that I just can't pull right now. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I can't place it either. The uh, the one Nazi. So you've got the Nazi there with the with the metal arm that's kind of pointing the metal arm at the thunderbolt. The one that's to the right of him with his with his arms cocked. Mm-hmm. That that looks very familiar to me. That's that's what's making me think I've seen something very similar to this before, but I just can't. It look, place he it looks kind, he looks kind of like the Rocket Man. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with Paul. It, it, it looks very familiar. I just can't place where I've seen something like this before. Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. If, I don't know cover. if it's just meant to kind of get a feeling in you, or if it's an homage to something. And that's that's where I'm kind of frustrated because if it's an homage to something, I'd like to pull that out of my head and be able to right. place it. Right. But yeah, you know, if I think of it, I will tell. So the story opens with Johnny in the office of the writer, and I forget, Mr. Williamson, the one who, who's this, kind of Clark Kent looking. Yeah. This right away answers the question that we had with the first yeah. issue about that artwork on the wall. Apparently this was uh, artwork for uh, an issue of Amazing Stories, or at least in this within this story it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one who were like, oh, it looks like a giant parademon. Right. And, and you know, oh, he's got a space outfit. I didn't realize that the lady was blue, though. Yeah, I didn't well, either. Yeah. A blue. A blue. So, yeah, it, it's Johnny, Johnny is <laughs> lost in the artwork. And uh, he and Mr. Williamson are having a conversation about writing and, you know, what, what needs to be done to... Uh, tell the stories of the justice society and i don't know if he's humoring johnny or if it's i was gonna say do you you get the feeling that that he just doesn't want to be here yeah but then when johnny starts talking he's like oh yeah see you have good ideas and and i'm wondering if he's just humoring him because he's supposed to i i get the feeling i mean i don't want to say he's sleazy or anything but i definitely get the feeling he's he's using taking him. advantage of johnny's naivete because johnny's kind of i dumb. mean and that's being kind johnny frankly johnny's very stupid is really what it comes down to it's one of the reasons i've never really cared for this character very much because i i think they over accentuate his stupidness sometimes to a point where he, he then he just becomes annoying mm-hmm. um but that's that's one of his character things is that you know he's he's very naive, um, and I think this guy is is taking advantage of that. But whether there's something actually sinister going on with that, or if it's just you know how you know how he is, I I, I have yet to figure out. But it was one of the things I kind of liked about the story is trying to figure out all right where's this going? You know is is this guy on the up and up or you know what what's going to happen with that situation? So. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And he Johnny gives him a uh, like a, a drawing that he made, <laughs> and you know it looks like like a child drew it. Right. And and that's that's when he's uh, you know he says, uh, and I drew my own illustrations too. And then the Williamson's like, uh, yes, yeah. yes, you did. So it's <laughs> it's almost like he's talking to a child. And, it's right. a, and that what a good job you did. Yes. Yeah, you should pat him on the head when he says that. <laughs> and What's then, that sound? Bah, bah, bah. Oh, sorry. And the, the uh, dirigible comes into sight, and that is our intro page where uh, we have 
our credits. Kevin Anderson is the writer. Barry Kitson, the penciler. Gary Erskine is the inker when he's not creating Captain America. <laughs> he stole my joke. Bob Lay is the letterer. Hi-Fi is color. Isn't it? That's wasn't that Fred Flintstone? Hi-Fi. <laughs> they sang uh, Listen to the Rocking Bird. Uh, Stephen Wacker is the associate editor, and Peter Tomasi is the editor. So they go outside with, or we we cut to the inside of the dirigible at that point. And uh, I'm sorry, every time I see Dynamo, all I can see is the big giant guy singing opera from The Running Man. <laughs> yeah. Lord Dynamo is power. The insignificant trickle of electricity is a small price to pay for all that Master offers miserable humanity. Now, he's not, but so he's not Lord Dynamo, this guy. No, no, no. Lord Dynamo is the thing that's in the, uh, ooh, there's a picture somewhere in the book, like a test tube type thing with a person in it. Well, we'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. I'm just zooming ahead. I swear I saw somebody like inside a test tube. So we cut to uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, who are uh, approaching the uh, dirigible, and they get confronted by the Rocketeer Nazis. Rocketeer! Oh, sorry. And some, yeah, somebody calls them pigeons, and <laughs> Hawkman cocks back his arm with his mace and says, I'm sure pigeons never hit you this hard. <laughs> I would think you hit somebody with that mace, you're killing them. Right. Wham. Well, that's the thing I, I wonder about this is, you know, is Hawkman, uh, I mean, does he kill these people? You know, I mean, I'm thinking you, you hit somebody in the head with that thing. You're you're caving their skull in. Well, Hulk girl cuts a guy's arm off. But it, but, it, but it was a mechanical arm. It's OK. Yeah. I, but do you think she knew that? So it's mechanical. The only well, real... no harm, no foul. <laughs> The only real familiarity I have with with Hawkman, you know, solo adventures type thing is that series that he had. Um, I'm trying to remember when that was. It was it was when the JSA book was coming out, the um, the Jeff Johns one. Actually, I think Johns was the writer on the yeah, on the Hawk Hawk World. No, 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 no. This was this was much later when they when they brought Hawkman back. And and kind of revamped him and everything. Um, Is that the one you told me was like the companion book to uh... to JSA? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was great. And I never, ever, ever thought I would ever say that about. I mean, I never thought I'd ever read a Hawkman book because Hawkman, frankly, just never interested me. I thought he was a super boring character, but that series was awesome. But in that, I mean, he was a barbarian. I mean, he. You know, when he clouded somebody with the mace or whatever, it was the intention he was going to cave their skull in. He had no compunctions about killing the bad guys. And I kind of wonder, since this is supposed to arguably be the same character, is that what's going on here? Is he killing these guys? But I, you know, it doesn't really make it clear by the by the story or the art, so I'm not really sure. I will say I was never very fond of the live action um Hawkman that they did in I think Legends of Tomorrow. I was disappointed by that. I liked Hawkman in uh, J- JLA uh, the, the cartoon. Oh, the, the, the cartoon. Because Michael Shanks played I think Hawkman in the, Justice League uh, Unlimited. I couldn't think of it for a second. Yeah. In Smallville when they did like that, like towards the end of the run of Smallville. Right. 
So they they're uh, they're battling away, and we cut to Wildcat and the Atom, who are also uh, cannon fodder, as they're calling themselves down on the ground. Why do I always feel like cannon fodder here on the ground? Cannons for a little guy like you, more like pellet guns. Yeah, yeah, big guy, big talk. Let's not compare. Let's compare notes after we clean up this mess. So they're really, they are kind of taking care of business, these two. Now, is Wildcat indestructible? No, I I thought he was just like a fighter. Like, that's really, he's just like, he's like on a Batman level of, uh, or like brawler, but like that higher level of like a, like a back alley brawler. Should be, but when he punches this thing, it comes apart, which, you know. But he's getting blasted like point blank in the face. With some type of energy. I was wondering what was going on there, too, because it was revealed in, I think it was in the, it was either in JSA or in the the follow-up series, the Justice Society of America series. One of the two, it was revealed that at some point uh, he had been given uh, nine lives. Right, right. I remember that. But but he wasn't given actual superpowers. Yeah, not that I can recall. Yeah, he was just he he was a former uh, heavyweight boxing champion. But so, as yeah, the way he's portrayed same, here, you would part, think he has superpowers. Yeah, the the part where he's punching. I mean, he's punching metal for Christ's sake, you know. With I, yeah. I'm presuming nothing, you know. But he's basically but bare knuckle. I mean, he's got a costume on, but unless he's got you know something inside that costume, it should break his hand. You would think. Yep. So, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought that was a little bit the weird. Sh- the shot of him throwing... Now, overall, I like the artwork in this book a lot in general. But the shot where he's throwing the punch, he looks all out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah, he's like... His chest is... He just looks like a giant... His arm looks like too a, short. Like a carrot that they stuck his head in, in his arm. <laughs> it's, it's like a like black a, carrot. Big black I don't know carrot. how how familiar you guys are with this artist, um, Barry Kitson. I, I'm pretty familiar with this guy and I've always been a fan of his work. I like the work, the art in this, but it's, it's not his best stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe some of that's due to the inking, but I, I don't really know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good, but it's not the best I've ever seen from him. And he, he's got, he's done some really good stuff over the years. Well, well back a few pages when Johnny Thunder was talking to, uh, Williamson and behind him there's all the JSA or or you know he's he's talking about the Justice Society and then behind him you see all of them it kind of has a George Perez type pose to the figures but it just right. doesn't quite live up to that level it's close but not complete right. and then there's I don't know that's that's like one of the it's like there's something funny with some of the art Right. It's it's really good in some spots, but other ones it's kind of like. And it's it's not bad. It just some of the shots just no, look it's not bad. It's just just weird. a little off. Uh, you know, we turn to the next page. I, I'm not crazy about the way the flash looks running through whatever it is he's doing to destroy some of the equipment. Yeah, it just doesn't the look like a natural action pose. Could the flash always vibrate his helmet and throw it like a like a weapon? Like that, like and cut the head off of the robot. Yeah, I I don't know that I've ever seen that before. To be honest with you, I, I can't. If he's done that trick before, I just don't remember it. But I thought well, that was could, actually kind of cool. Well, yeah, it's cool. But you figure, what as soon as he let it go, would it 
no longer vibrate? I mean, I maybe there would be. Is it vibrating though? I I don't know. It shouldn't be that strong to just plow through. You know, I I don't know. See, that's some of the wonkiness that we're. I mean, maybe we're being too critical. I don't know. Well, but I don't think him throwing it through the thing is wonkiness in how it's drawn. It's maybe wonky in. The point oh, it's no, making. I, I meant more with the physics of how it actually works. And uh, maybe it's getting, you know, it's a comic book. I should just shut up. No, no, no. I know you shouldn't. I have to have logic that's the in whole, my fantasy. That's the whole point of the way we do this is that we point out these things. So then uh, Hawkman gets uh, kazacked. <laughs> that's a pretty cool shot. Ah! Of course, anybody who's taken that much electricity should be dead. <laughs> the way that's drawn. That's well, that's like getting wearing, hit by lightning multiple times. Uh, maybe he was wearing insulated uh, clothing and he was properly grounded, uh-huh. flying in the air. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure that's it. They used to they used to say on the ship, you know, they're like, uh, well, well, make sure that the system is properly grounded. I'm like, I'm in the middle of the ocean. What am I gonna ground to? I know what they meant, but still, it is, I thought it was. If you're into electricity, you'll understand that joke. Anyway, moving on. So we end that battle, and now we're back at the JSA headquarters, where they they have some of the uh, spare the, parts. The spare parts from the from the robots they were fighting to try and figure out if they can what exactly what was going on, uh, and they're really not getting anywhere. But uh, we have uh, who have we got here? Wildcat, Doctor Fate, Adam, Doctor Midnight, Hawkman. Mr. Terrific, Spectre, Sandman, Starman. Does his mask always look that long? (laughs) That phallic? He he looks like Anteater Man is what he looks like. (laughs) As I was looking at that and reading his his word balloon, I was was thinking, and I'm like, take the stupid mask off. We're in headquarters. You know, it's like Johnny's looking at him. I, Johnny needs a word bubble that says, huh? <laughs> oh, we also Can have Wonder, Wonder Woman and Star Spangled Kid, I didn't mention. It's have like the whole gang's there. Wonder Woman by name? Because I'm really curious if this is um, Hippolyta or not. I don't, I th- I don't think they have. It should be Hippolyta. Continuity-wise, it should be. I haven't noticed that all by name. In fact, I haven't really seen her involved in any conversation except for this one. I think there right. was one back in the original around the table, but I don't think there's any names listed per se. I wonder why Star Spangled Kid is in this. Not that I mind, but I'm just curious why he's why he's here. I'm trying to remember what what year was it that the that the seven soldiers got stuck in limbo. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't remember what year that was supposed to have been, or even I wonder did that still happen post crisis? Did they? Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like I should know more about this stuff with these guys being, you know, these are my guys. But I just, I it's been so long since I've read any JSA that I'm I'm just struggling to remember now. And somewhere Michael Bailey wrists his, raises his fists and screams, <laughs> Damn you, Scott Gardner. Damn you to hell! <laughs> so that as, as they're uh, going through them, Dr. Midnight 
juices it up to reanimate them. Johnny Thunder God thinks, did. gosh, this will make some story. What a lot of inspiration. <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you. This is a good place to ask this question because I thought of this for the first time while reading this particular issue. If you were a superhero and you had a secret identity pr- to protect, which I think all of these guys do. I'm trying to think if there's any of these people that are public at this time, and I don't think any of them are. Would you really want this idiot taking all these notes and everything with the intention that he's going to be writing stories about you and everything? I mean, wouldn't you be concerned that he might slip? No, nah, because yeah, I, I don't <laughs> – I don't think they really think he could get a story published. Just like um, last time that, you know, they, yeah, we're going to make you the, you know, you're going to be the secretary. You're going to keep track right. of minutes. Yeah, that's a good Johnny. Yes, good Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be like, just get lost, dude. Where's my dry cleaning? <laughs> so Why don't he, you rustle up that genie to clean my clothes? He goes to a diner and meets with Mr. Williamson once again. He's got his notes. And uh, Mr. Williamson says, I'd like to help you improve your writing. As a general rule, try to use fewer than ten adjectives in each sentence, okay? <laughs> Same goes for adverbs. So, I mean, clearly he doesn't respect his writing, and clearly his writing is bad. Uh, the, the notes we see that are, you know, before they're edited, and the horrible, terrible Zeppelin... Fleetingly swooped, fleetingly swooped swiftly, swiftly and, and treacherously, treacherously away from the devastated mayhem, the scene of the carnage where the heroic, powerful, and brave fought the evil foes. The end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like somebody just handed him a thesaurus and said, write a paper. <laughs> Which, now, knowing him, that may very well be what exactly what he did, too. Is this the true origin of Johnny Thunder or a bastardized from his point of view version of it, Scott? I don't so, know anything about his origin. See, this this is the thing. I, I I could be dead wrong, but I think this is the first time I'm ever even aware of his origin as far as like getting an actual origin story. Now, I knew his origin in the broad strokes in the sense that, you know, he at some point had been given a magic genie. And because he doesn't have any powers, his his whole shtick with the JSA is that he's the master of the genie. So essentially, he he's Aladdin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I knew that, but that's really all I've ever known about this character. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm just forgetting some story somewhere, I'm pretty sure this is my first exposure to you know an actual you know, depiction of his origin. And it was interesting just from that angle, but it, it ultimately it didn't um, change my opinion of him. I just, I don't like this character. Um, And I can't quite put my finger on it because the idea of, you know, the magic genie and all that, and the genie himself is cool. I mean, I do like the Thunderbolt. The the, the Thunderbolt I think is actually pretty cool. And one thing I always did like about the Thunderbolt is he doesn't, he's, uh, you know he's subservient to Johnny. He, I, I can't remember a time where he ever seemed like resentful or anything like that to be saddled with this idiot. You know? Didn't they do a later story where he was corrupted somehow? Yes. Um, there was a story where 
Well, for, he he ends up the Thunderbolt ends up somehow. I can't remember how it happens. He ends up being uh, in the possession of uh, what was his name, uh, Akeem or Joachim? Oh yeah, Kareem, becomes... something like that. Thunder. Yeah, um, yeah. And there was a story where I, I want to say somebody else gets a hold of the genie. Um, but yeah, he did he did become corrupted at one point. That was a good story, as I recall. Because, uh, well, I think what it was, somebody, maybe it was the ultra humanite. Somebody took Johnny over because Johnny, you know, got, he got old and, uh, and I remember something about, he was brought to like the JSA headquarters or something and everybody felt sorry for him because he was old and they thought he had like Alzheimer's or something. And so they were trying to somehow like get the kid to give him back the genie or some shit like that. And he he got access to the genie, but it turned out that it was Johnny's body, but somebody else was was in him. And I think I want to say it was the ultra humanite because that was the ultra humanite's whole shtick was that he would um, he would switch bodies. He he, he literally would do like dra- brain trans, uh, transplants into different bodies. So that's how he wound up being Dolores, whatever her name was, the actress. And he ended up as that giant white albino ape for a time. And I think he was a dinosaur at one point. That's how all those those different things happened, because his minions kept putting his brain into all these different bodies. And I want to say that's what the story was with that one, too, is that it was his brain and Johnny's old decrepit body or something like that just specifically so he could get access to the genie i think i don't know does that sound familiar does that sound right i don't i don't honestly i don't remember the whole ultra humanite angle to it it might be absolutely right i just don't remember so somebody will write in and tell us what i what i'm right or what I, what i got right and what i got wrong i'm sure but probably that that, that it, it rings a bell anyway i might not have all the details right but you know there was something to that effect Well, here, as he presents his origin, he is born to a normal family, but then he's kidnapped by the priests of Badnesia. And uh, Williamson is like, Johnny, there's no country named Badnesia. And then they they take him to another country, and he's like, Johnny, did you just make up these countries? (laughs) Uh, And they're raising him there. And it looks like, you know, he's having a an okay childhood, but that, you know, he's like with an armed guard all the time until he accidentally ends up on a on a uh, sail sailboat, which takes him to a uh, to a military ship where he's and then he's brought back to America. But uh, in the meanwhile, uh, he had been linked with the Thunderbolt while he was within the uh, other country. Well, you know that wasn't just any ship he was found by. Is that the one you were on? No, that was the U.S. He's Barry on the Kitson. USS Kitson. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought that was cool. So now he's back in the United States, but he has the Thunderbolt to watch over him, and uh, now he's a member of the JSA, which is what more could a guy want? What more could a girl ask for? <laughs> So then they they leave Jack's diner and they're about to get mugged, but Johnny calls on the Thunderbolt who uh, takes care of the muggers. And what I like about this, and this kind of goes to what you were saying, I think when Johnny tells him to take care of them, 
there's a close-up of the Thunderbolt's face, and it looks like he's going to enjoy the hell out of beating the crap out of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he's got his own personality, which I like. He's not just a yes master, no master, fool, you have desecrated the spirit of the lamp. Dog. <laughs> so then after, after that, uh, Lord Dynamo returns in his dirigible, and he provides a uh, box full of art and inventions and things of that nature. Uh, to is show that, that uh, he's benevolent. Is that uh, that statue like Ulysses S. Grant or Sherman? March on. Wait a minute. Where where is this? I don't see the statue. Metropolitan Cultural Museum. All right, so it doesn't say what city. That looks more guess, like Lee than Grant, I would think. Oh, there's the statue. Uh, no, uh, if it was in the north, which I think the most this would be, it would be Grant. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Yes, but he gives them all types of goodies. Beautiful art and paintings and sculptures. That just scientific music, science. scientific uh, formulas. Uh, but he says, uh, your, cyborg, your, cyborg, was it? your cyborgs are ready to fight if these people are foolish enough to refuse you, Master. I am Lord Dynamo. I give you these symphonies, forms, works of art, philosophical treaties, and original creations to invigorate the world's culture. Everyone must strive to achieve greatness. I offer scientific work that could cure smallpox and polio, a miracle drug distilled from mold which can conquer the worst fevers. Given my intellect as well as the the time, freedom, and energy, I can create inexhaustible food supplies that will feed the world's hungry as well as remarkable new weapons to defeat Hitler. I will continue to deliver great things to mankind. And then they're all just kind of contemplating that. However, as a being as superior as myself requires vast amounts of power to support his benevolence, it is imperative of it is the imperative of survival. I could satisfy my needs but simply by draining your power grids one after another, but I've discovered two perfect energy sources. Green Lantern's Ring and Starman's Gravity Rod. Their power is precisely the kind of energy supply I require to continue my great work. This is the price I demand for the miracles I promised, the ring and the gravity rod. After all, there are many other heroes, but only one genius such as Lord Dynamo. The choice is a simple one. I will return in three days for your decision. And then it says it's going to be continued. Now going back a few pages... Um... You've got the one uh, shot. See the guy in the, like, okay, there's one when um, Dynamo's saying, if the human species insists on plodding forward blind blindfolded, I am obliged, then it says, to, to help them. But when you go back up, the, uh, the Nazi guy is standing in front of that pink cylinder. You go down a few pages, right. you see there's a human form in that pink cylinder. Oh, and yeah. I think, and I have not read ahead, but I think he requires the energy to stay alive because he's some type of energy being somehow. Right. Very possible. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know either. I have not read ahead. No, I've I've read through two issues so far. Yeah. And by way of this issue, until we got to this last couple of pages, I was underwhelmed by it. To be honest with you, it's not that it was bad. It's just that you know now we're a third of the way through the series 
And I'm still feeling like we haven't gotten to the crux of what's going on. We had more action in the first issue than here. You know, I mean, the, we had the one little fight in the middle on, uh, you know, the, 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 the crooks having the bejesus shocked out of him. And it's like, okay, is this backstory of Johnny's going to play into the story more? Is it, what is it here for? What is Williamson's ultimate goal? Is this going to go anywhere? Yeah, this is things that kind of made me like scratching my head like, uh, okay. I, I'm intrigued by Lord Dynamo and his demand. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, without having read ahead, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, all of a sudden the people are going to turn against the JSA. Yeah, you should give them these, give him these things. Yeah, He's so benevolent. We want our stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where that goes. But the whole Williamson thing and Johnny Thunder, framing it with that and, and the purpose of that is kind of lost on me. Yeah. Seems like an awful lot of real estate in the book that... It has to go somewhere. I mean, usually, usually we're covering things we have not read. I mean, once a lot. I mean, the only other thing I can think that we we covered something we hadn't read was when we were reading uh, Fearscape. Well, the Terminator. Yeah, but we had still kind of read that. We just didn't really remember it. You're talking about Burning Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of remembered where that was going to go. This, I don't know. I've I've never read this. No, I had I had not read that in advance. I read it as we were doing it. Oh. Sorry, but Spoiler I mean, I was I was more critical of that than I am of this. Don't I don't want to, I don't want to liken them to each other as if they're at the same level. I, I'm I'm higher on this than I was on that. I think we're more perplexed as to how is it going to develop, and and, and we don't know. I'm just I'm more go, curious what the purpose of this whole here. framing story is with Williamson and, and Thunder. I don't see the purpose to it just yet. Mm, true. No, but now, Scott, you, you were definitely, of the three of us, you were the most enthusiastic about this. Why don't you pick up that thread and give us your thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I didn't think it was great, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm curious where it's going, because I felt like we got a little more meat on the bone with this issue than we did with the first one, because the first one... Um, a lot of it was taken up with the battle in the beginning that didn't ultimately really play into anything or, or seemingly didn't really play into anything. Um, you know, Johnny getting, you know, this job with, uh, with amazing stories and then, uh, you know, just the, the barest hint of the whole, uh, dynamo thing with this one. I, I just felt like, you know, we, we got more. And I'm curious where it's going. We we still don't know exactly where things are headed or, you know, exactly what the whole deal is, which, you know, yeah, I'll agree with you. That's a little frustrating. It'd be nice to know, you know, a little bit more of, okay, what, what exactly is the sitch, you know, here? But, you know, I mean, I'm intrigued by the whole thing. And uh, really, it was it was this ending. I, I thought this was a really good um, hook ending that you know i'm with you i can easily see this is what's going to happen that you know that the public's going to turn on the jsa uh because of you know these promises made by dynamo so yeah i i think it's interesting um i'm it's going to be curious how it plays out because um i think i mentioned this before you know kevin j kevin j anderson he's extremely hit and miss as a as a writer in my opinion um, more often miss than hit. So it's going to be curious to see, you know, where, where is this going and how is it all going to play out? But um, 
with this particular issue, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm invested now. I'm really curious, you know, where both of these plots are going. You know, the the Johnny Thunder plot and the and the Dynamo plot. So, yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't hate it. I th- I thought it was interesting. I like the I like the cast of characters, and I like you know some of the choices that were made with the characters. You know, everybody everybody got something to do, which I thought was pretty cool. Although, um, I. I do think that a couple of the characters were a little out of character, most notably, and you know, we talked about it already with Wildcat. Um, unless he had like a Captain America period where he had powers that I'm, I just don't remember this or something. Um, he does seem overpowered because I, I just don't remember. I don't remember this at all, you know, where he could take, you know, a face full of, you know, this, energy zap thing and then he's you know punching a robot without busting his knuckles or i don't know that just that i don't recall wildcat ever being like that but maybe i'm just forgetting something from his past or might be something i'm i'm just not aware of but at the same rate you know this this mini strikes me as not not really being terribly concerned with continuity to begin with just because it has characters in here that don't they don't fit, you know, they're historically and, and continuity wise, they just don't really fit with where the JSA is at at this point. But I, I've kind of tried to turn that part of my brain off, you know, so that I can just enjoy the story. Yeah. So. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, like I said, my, my biggest criticism, and I hate to just sound like a broken record, but it's just, I, I feel like the whole Johnny Thunder thing is, so far, it's superfluous. It's unnecessary. Right. You know that that doesn't that doesn't feel like it's our main story, even though we're spending more time on that than anything else. Right. You know the the bigger story seems to be this Lord Dynamo thing, and I guess they're going to tie it all in together at some point, and then you know then I may say, okay, now it all makes sense, and I like this, or I may say, hmm. Why did they do that? <laughs> and I'm right. waiting to see which which of those two I'm going to say. So I'm kind of reserving judgment on this whole series because I think ultimately whether it succeeds or fails is going to depend on whether or not it satisfactorily puts that story into context. Right. So, but reading this issue on its own, why don't we give it some letters? Sure. The cover... Again, it reminds me of something. I can't tell what, but I, I, I'm inclined to give it a higher rating just because of the sense of familiarity I have about it. But can't uh, place. But can't place. So I think I'm going to give it a solid B. And that's based on the fact that I think if I place it, I'm going to be more excited about it. Uh, otherwise, I might say a B-. minus, But... I'm going to give it a solid B based on the fact that I I feel like I know it. The sense of familiarity makes me want to rate it higher. The interior art, uh, I feel like it's kind of inconsistent. There's some nice pictures, uh, but there's also some that just look a little off. So I think it's a little better than average because I, I just like the artwork overall. Uh I think Kitson does a nice job with it, so I'm going to say a B on the interior art as well. Uh, it, I think it had a shot at being an A, but it's just not there because of the inconsistency. And the story, my biggest problem with the story is I feel like we're wasting way too many pages on a story that, that 
to me so far seems unnecessary. So I'm going to give it a uh, I'm going to give it a C on the story right now. The the kicker at the end really pulls me in and makes me want to read the next issue. But until we got to the end, it felt like a little bit of a slog getting through. Oh, and overall, <laughs> uh, overall, I'll give the book a B minus. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 with you on like what what is the cover? What is it supposed to be an homage of? What have, where have we seen this before? You know, ghosts coming out of the ether, maybe flying crosses in a Pink Floyd video. It's hard to tell. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'll 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 go with the B for the cover because it still has that pulpy feel to it, like like the last one did. Uh, the interior, I, you know, at times it's really cool, but then it eh, tweaks a little bit, gets a little weird, wonky looking. Some of the proportions, like we pointed out, um, I do like that shot of Hawkgirl and Hawkman when they're swooping in. Uh, yeah. You know, like there's even like lines and etchings on on their feathers to give it some detail. So I think I'm going to give the art a B as well. And the story, yeah, it's it's, it's more a question of where where is it going? Where is this going to end up at? So I'm going to be a little bit more – I'm not going to give it a C. I'm, so I'm going to give it a B- minus because it's still it's still moving. Um, so, yeah, a B. A B overall for the book. For uh, – mm, Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll work. Who sank <laughs> my dirigible? That's it. I really like the cover on this, although they do commit the cardinal sin of the heroes having their backs to us. That That's supposed to be one of those art no-nos when it comes to comics, but it's still cool. It's still a, a dynamic image and everything. Um, I think I'd say a solid B on the cover. I really do like that, and I, I agree with you, Paul. It, it's reminding me of something, but I can't place it either. Um, interior art's really tough on this one because it's... It's kind of up and down. There there are panels I really, really like, and then there's other ones that I'm not real crazy about. And I think the inking is very inconsistent as well. Um, in particular, you know, you go from the page where Johnny Thunder is posed in front of, you know, he's got the entire team behind him, and it's richly detailed and, and very nicely inked, and the colors are really great and everything. And then you flip the page, and except for Kitson's uh, pencils, it almost doesn't even look like the same art team. It's very light on the inks. It's almost washed out looking in the, in the colors. It's, it's really strange. So it's, it's very uneven through the issue I noticed. Um, but there is a lot of art that really works. I agree with, with uh, Bill, you know, the part where uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl swoop in is, is pretty awesome. It's pretty epic. Uh, I really like the, the panel where, uh, where Hawkman's got his mace, you know, cocked back, and he's just gonna baff somebody. That is a great piece of art. It's it's beautiful. It's very Perez-esque uh, in that particular panel. And Hawkgirl, I don't think Hawkgirl ever looked better. She just looks really nice. Um, but then there's some panels with uh, with Wildcat that uh, are a little wonky, you know, anatomically. And yeah, I agree with you. That picture where the Flash comes running in, he just He's way too buff for the Flash. I think it's part of the problem with that because the Flash is supposed to be very sleek and lithe, you know, because he, he's a, he's got a runner's physique, not a bodybuilder's physique. Um, so yeah, it's 
it's a little up and down, but overall, not not bad. And I do I do genuinely like Kitson's art quite a bit. So I think art wise, I think I'd go a a, a B minus because it's not the best I've ever seen from him, but it's still you know it's serviceable and it really works. And then story wise, I don't, I don't know. I really I like the story and I'm I'm intrigued with where the story is heading. So it, it's keeping me moving along. So so far. You know, I'm digging it. So I'm going to say a B plus on the story. So overall, I think that uh, averages out to a B as well. So I, I think we all pretty much wound up at the same place, just slight variations. Yeah, I think it's it's just a matter of expectations versus what we're getting and, and whether right. or not whether or not we're going to get to someplace satisfactory or not. Uh, and we'll right. see. Time will tell. So. Cool. I think, uh, I don't know, but next week we maybe we'll have issue three and maybe we'll have something else. But uh, we'll see you all next week. You guys Bye. aren't saying goodbye find or anything? <laughs> Bye. I hope you find your dad. <laughs> Bill? You still there? He's gone. No, I'm here. <laughs> Say goodbye, Did you fall Bill. Asleep? No, no, I was just thinking. <laughs> he was in deep thought. Right, so I don't have that kind of time, dude. <laughs> Uh, say goodbye Bill goodbye Bill thank you so much for listening to our show and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness you can contact back to the bins to leave feedback comments, questions, suggestions and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the back to the bins group on facebook Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I put it on mute because I started that my legs are killing well, me. You're not the first person to ever fall asleep recording an episode. Yes, but I muted That on it goes to Shag. <laughs> did, did you fall else? asleep? I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so oh, tired right now. Lord. <laughs> I felt wow. like, what? what? Somebody's calling my name. They're playing our song. Wow, and that was a quick fall asleep, too, because you did your rating. and Just in the time it took Scott to give his rating, you went Dude, to it was, it was, I was fighting <laughs> through my rating. To, I'm like, like, I'm like, must stay awake. I'm glad you're spellbound by my uh, by my rating there. That's hilarious. That's a, that's a boost to the ego. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I've been walking a lot. I've been walking all day. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> Like All right, guys. Let's 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 let Bill get his beauty sleep. <laughs>